I'm Gina Maspa, Editor-in-Chief of Progressive Grocer, and welcome to another episode of the Top Women in Grocery podcast. Uh, this is a podcast focused on the trends, topics, and interests that move women forward in retail. So in this very, very, very special episode, we are going to actually lift the curtain on how Progressive Grocer selects its top women in grocery uh, for the year. Uh, and that's actually the awards program that this podcast is actually named after. Uh, our Top Women in Grocery Awards program is now in its 17th year, and it's the most prestigious awards program uh, for women in the grocery retail business. So with me today is Progressive Grocer's awesome managing editor, Bridget Goldschmidt. Uh, Bridget is Progressive Grocer's own top woman. Uh, she's a living, breathing encyclopedia of grocery knowledge, and she's been tirelessly working, tirelessly for real, uh, working on PG since twin, Twig began. Uh, and with me today also is Lynn Petrack. Lynn is our senior editor, and she has years and years and years of experience as a Twig judge, not to mention decades. Is that right, Lynn? Decades covering the food industry? Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately for my age. Fortunately for yeah, career. <laughs> That's what I thought. That's what I thought. So Bridget and Lynn, welcome, 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 and thanks for being here on the Twig Podcast. It's great to be here. Thanks for having us. Okay, Bridget, I'm going to start off with you, uh, put you in the hot seat first. So I want to sort of have you introduce yourself a little bit and talk about your background uh, a little bit more than I did. Uh, introduce yourself to listeners and, you know, I already gave some of your background away, but just whatever you want to talk about in terms of your background, that would be great. Right. Well, I've been PG's managing editor since 2003. So this year is my 20th with the publication. And that means that I was around at the inception of the Top Women in Grocery program. And I've been privileged to be among those contributing to the program's ongoing development. Excellent. Excellent. Lynn, would you like to introduce yourself a little bit as well? Sure. I have been freelancing um, for Bridget for probably 15 years, something like that, and uh, came on full time a couple years ago as senior editor. And so I've been judging this for, yeah, at least 10 years, maybe a little bit more. Um, uh, so it's one of my highlights of my year, truly. Awesome. Awesome. OK, so Bridget. Let's give folks a little bit of background about the Twig program. Um, can you talk us through sort of like the timeline, why Progressive Grocer decided to launch Twig, et cetera? Well, sure. Back in around 2006, 2007, we were looking for a way to honor women in the grocery industry. And this was at a time when they were only just starting to take on major roles and what had been uh, up till that time, a very male dominated field. So after some brainstorming, the core idea for Twig was born and we've been building on it ever since. Excellent, excellent. So I've got a little bit of a curveball question here. Um, I wanted to ask you guys to think about this a little bit. There may be people listening to this podcast that are not at all that familiar with the grocery industry, right? So for people who are not that familiar with the grocery industry or you know, what it's like to work in this industry or, or you know, much less to cover the industry the way we do, why do you both um, think this program is so popular? Uh, why do you think it's so important to the women uh, in the grocery industry? Um, and feel free, whoever wants to go first answering that 
Well, that's a good question. Well, I think you see it when you go to the awards ceremony, uh, how excited everyone is and not just to, to look great and, you know, be with each other, but it's being recognized. Everybody works so hard day in, day out. And for a lot of these women, since they were teenagers working in this industry and to be able to be recognized like that um, is, I, I think that's just, it, it boils down to that. No, I totally agree with that. The the recognition piece is, is really important. Uh, I think we have a lot of um, unsung heroes uh, among our honorees. Um, you know, they, they work long hours. Um, you know, they have a lot of responsibility and a lot of uh, difficult things to deal with. And so the, um, the chance to be uh, sort of honored and, uh, you know, made much of and spotlighted, I think, is, is a definite draw. You know, we saw during the pandemic that grocery retail was recognized as a, an essential business, an essential service. And I think, uh, you know, it's been a couple of years now and people sort of have forgotten about that. And a lot of consumers are really upset about inflation and egg prices and all this stuff. But um, you know, the vast majority of people in the grocery industry work really, really, really hard. And the vast majority of frontline workers in the grocery industry are women. So um, it's it's really important, I think, to to honor and recognize uh, these women. And they they really appreciate that, you know, and it, it's really evident in how engaged they are with the, with this program that we have. So. And I anyway, think the number so, of submissions that we have is a testament to that. Look how many submissions we have. Um, right. So that's really a testament to, you know, the people that want other people to be recognized uh, within their organizations, too. Exactly. Exactly. OK, so let's talk about actually the TWIG awards program process. Right. So, Bridget, uh, let's talk about the categories. There's, you know, three different categories uh, for honorees. Uh, break down the three categories for us, you know, for TWIG nominations, you know, maybe talk about the entry form a little bit, whatever sure. you can shed light on. Sure. The program consists of three categories. We have senior level executives, um, that's titles of vice president or higher, uh, rising stars, which are titles lower than vice president and area region director, and store managers, titles of store manager, director, or leader, and assistant store manager, director, or leader. Um, now, the form will ask for information on three of the nominees' achievements during a given time frame. So for this year, it's from April of 2022 to March 1st of this year. And um, for repeat nominees, we want three new achievements for the time period indicated. So not anything previously that they were nominated for. And so nominators writing about a repeat nominee can just go straight to that section. They don't have to fill out both because um, they would be identical in any case. So th there's a little tip <laughs> just for people that are filling out uh, nominations. No, that's something that I totally forgot about. I totally forgot to bring up the Hall of Fame. So, Bridget, can you talk about the Hall of Fame and what it takes to be a, a Twig Hall of Famer? Yes. You know, when you mentioned repeat. Yes, yes, uh, that's right. Um, a few years back, we decided to honor those women um, who uh, have been honorees on multiple occasions. So um, we decided to cap the number of, uh, of times that uh, a Hall of Fame inductee 
uh, can be an honoree to five. So once somebody has been an honoree five times, they are eligible to be inducted into our Hall of Fame and um, no longer eligible to be nominated as, as an honoree. Um, but, you know, they're permanently part of our Hall of Fame, um, you know, just for their outstanding uh, performance in the industry. I just got a story idea and I got to write it down. Okay. <laughs> this is what happens to us, journalists, you know, on media, you know, we're, you know, we're in the car, we're in the shower, we're on a podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> Inspiration strikes. Story idea, we got to write it down. <laughs> anyway. Um, okay, great. Thanks for, for going over that hall of fame stuff. So, so Bridget, one of the frequent questions that we get, uh, frequently asked questions that we get, uh, is deciding on which category to enter. So how do you, how does one decide on which category, you know, what makes a rising star versus, you know, a senior level executive, for example? Right. Well, I mean, the categories are pretty straightforward, but um, we know that there are some companies whose hierarchical structures are a little bit different, where a director may be considered a senior level executive or something like that. So as a nominator, if you're really not sure where your nominee belongs or you have an explanation for why somebody with a certain title is actually considered um, one um, category rather than the other, uh, you can, you you know, you can tell us about that. You can contact us if you're unsure uh, at all where your nominee belongs. Um, Uh, Or, as I said, if you have a structure where um, you don't use the same terms that we do uh, for your senior executives or your rising stars, um, please do explain that to us so we won't come back to you and say something like, well, we feel like this person might, you know, might be in the wrong category. Right, right. At some point during this podcast episode, we're going to share all of our email addresses. So for anybody who has any questions... Uh, about categories or anything else, you know, you can reach out. So Lynn, I think you had something to add. Well, just that the rising stars are our biggest category and we have so many in that category, which is great. Um, So I just, it it doesn't mean that someone has to be in the very early or the dawn of their career. We've had people in rising stars that have been in the industry for a few years. So that was just a point uh, to make as well. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. So another question that we get is, is the information submitted in my twig entry confidential? So Bridget, answer. It is absolutely. Um, the information is shared only among our editorial team and judges. Excellent. So one of the requirements uh, that we have when you submit an entry to the Top Women and Grocery Program is that you submit a high-res headshot, a high-res photo. Uh, can you talk about why that's so important, Bridget? We kind of sort of every year tend to have a little bit of uh, a backup when it comes to getting these photos. So talk about that a little bit. Yeah, it's really critical because with so many submissions and hundreds of eventual nominees, having to chase down upwards of 100 or sometimes more than that usable images is extremely time consuming. And it often goes on right up until the issue deadline. So we're literally still uh, chasing down images while, you know, the, 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 the thing is in production, you know, while the issue is going out the door. 
And we really want to honor each top woman and show her off to her best advantage. But we can't really do that with some small, blurry, low resolution photos. Uh, You know, and some some nominators will put those in like as a placeholder or something like that, you know, but we really can't use them. Um, We do include specifications for photos. Um, a 300 uh, dots per inch, five by seven inch uh, JPEG headshot, which should be the head and shoulders only uh, in our news article announcing the opening of the program. But if you have any questions about specifications, uh, just let us know. And uh, this year, our final deadline for winner headshot photos is May 1st. After that, um, those honorees without images will not be included in the issue. And we hate to see that. We hate to have to yeah, absolutely. You know, write up uh, an honoree and sort of have a photo goes here. <laughs> Camera <laughs> shy. <laughs> Camera <laughs> shy. In other places. Those photos go at our event. They're on the boards. They're in the magazine. They're digital. Right. So they, you know, yeah, you want them good because they're not just, you know, they're in multiple places where people see Yeah. It was really awesome how uh, during last year's uh, toy gala, we had everybody's photo in the lobby area uh, near the sort of red carpet that we had uh, before the uh, doors to the gala. So it was, um, it was really nice. So we definitely want to have everybody's photos available. So, okay, let's talk about sort of uh, the requirements of the form, the requirements of being selected as an honoree. And one of those requirements is actually sort of professional accolades, community service, uh, those kinds of things. So Bridget, how important are those uh, requirements to the uh, entry? It's incredibly important because we see top women not just in terms of their dedication to their individual jobs, but also to the wider industry and to the community. And for this reason, the professional community information section of the submission is now required rather than optional. Exactly, exactly. Lynn, what say you about this? Well, that really, for me, that throws it over the top um, because quite often when I'm judging, I have a lot of M's for maybes. Um, and I have to go back and go back and go back. And the thing that sometimes elevates a nominee to a winner for me is the community service. And right. sometimes even I'm so blown away. I don't know about you guys, by the amount of service these people do. And then I, I know. You know, hurry up and volunteer for something myself because I feel bad. <laughs> They're amazing. And so I think that really does put it over the top. It's, it's, it is, they are amazing. They are all amazing. Uh, what they do, uh, you know, it really, it makes me very emotional just to read these entries and, and what they do in their communities. So, um, okay. So both of you, this is probably the most important question that I'm going to ask you during this podcast. So can you talk about what we are looking for, what progressive grocer is looking for when it comes to a winning entry for twig, you know, what makes, you know, a top woman in grocery. So Bridget, you go first. Sure. Uh, There are a few things that I actually touched on in a column uh, that I wrote for um, um, our print magazine last year. And chief among them is to provide specifics when discussing the achievements of a prospective top woman. We want details, including metrics, if available, like how much money somebody uh, actually saved the company or, you know, like actual, um, actual numbers if they exist. At the same time, 
A dry recitation of facts uh, often doesn't express the true character of a person. So we want you to absolutely talk about how great your nominee is, as long as you ground that greatness in real life examples. Um, and another um, pointer is to be as clear and precise as possible in your submissions. Uh, poorly written entries or those using obscure, unexplained terms of art uh, will have judges scratching their heads trying to figure <laughs> out what the nominator is attempting to say. Maybe so little short comments in the PDF, you know, like <laughs> that Right, right. And I mean, I mean, obviously, some companies have their own jargon, they have their own ways of expressing things. But, um, you know, we're just editors here. We're just poor, simple editors. So try to, you know, make it as um, easy for us to understand, um, you know, um, just what the achievements of your your nominee are, you know. Um, So short, simple sentences with correctly used words um, work best to describe the achievements of your nominee. Excellent. Lynn, what say you? Well, I have to agree with our twig guru. There's not much to, <laughs> to add to it, except with the specifics. Sometimes when you read them, I'll, I'll put like, oh, this would be a great nominee, but I, or a great winner, but I don't have the specifics that I need to kind of put this one over the top and to just kind of vault it over to the winner file. So that is hugely important. And another one, and not too many people do this, but I would advise against if you have multiple people in one company cutting and pasting very similar copy um, for different nominees and not too many people do that. You'll see it once in a while, but just, you know, every person's an original and I think the submissions are as well. Awesome. Perfect guys. Thank you so much. So let's, let lift the curtain a little bit on what happens after someone submits a twig entry. Uh, what is the judging process like? Bridget? Okay. So we log the entries as they come in on a long, long Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> uh, and once the nomination um, period has closed, we divide up the entries among our judges in teams of two to discuss the entries and agree whether each nominee should be a top woman. If the judges in a team can't agree on a nominee, it goes to a third tiebreaker judge. And then each team submits their list of honorees and we compile them into one master list of all of the honorees. Yes. And all of these judges are, you know, people who have extensive uh, you know, experience in the industry and involved in doing this for a long time. So it, it takes a long time. <laughs> Go ahead, Lynn. Yeah, it does. I think that kind of speaks to it too, because whoever I'm paired up with at the time, we almost always agree, probably 90% of the time. And I think I've only used a tiebreaker a couple times. So I think that does speak to when we see it, we know it for a really good mm-hmm. submission that has all the things that we just talked about. So and right, we do take right. the time. I mean, there's like upwards of a thousand entries and all of you, all of the submissions and entries get that careful uh, look, uh, and sometimes a couple or, you know, three looks. Right. Exactly. Okay. So Bridget, what is the quote unquote prize for being mm-hmm. honored as a top women in grocery by progressive grocer? Uh, what happens when they right. win? Well, you know, leaving aside the considerable bragging rights and the pride of being recognized as an outstanding uh, member of the industry. There is inclusion in our June issue with your photo and write-up. 
uh, the opportunity to attend our in-person November Leadership Development Program in Gala, and an actual physical glass award that is presented during the latter event. And it's a very celebratory affair. Um, you know, everybody has a really great time. There's a lot of, um, uh, uh, you know, just a, a lot of um, love and, uh, and networking. And, yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, it's, it's just a, a really, really positive um, atmosphere, very supportive. Um, and people come up to us all the time during and, you know, and we hear afterwards, um, like how much people enjoyed themselves, how special um, the whole thing made them feel. So um, for, for, our honor, for our honorees, I would definitely say if you can attend, please do, because you will have a wonderful time. Yes. And, you know, they really, um, you, you know, you emerge after the event sort of feeling so good, so good about your about your job, about what you do, about about the industry in general. It's very motivational. Um, it's very, very, very positive And it, it's totally warm and fuzzy. It really is. <laughs> the whole thing. It really is. So, Lynn, did you want to say a couple of words? Um, just that there's networking opportunities in addition to all the amazing, um, you know, sentiments and, 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 you know, positivity that comes out of it. There's network events for people to talk to each other and to learn from each other and to maybe even be featured in our program, whether it's leadership development program panels or, or other things too. Yeah. Lots of sharing, lots mm-hmm. of sharing all the time. Or be and it on the podcast. That's yeah, right. True, true. <laughs> that's right. So if someone cannot attend the the gala for whatever reason, uh, will they be mailed their award, Bridget? Yes, they will be contacted for the best address uh, to have it sent to. And when should someone who submitted a twig entry check uh, to see if they've been selected to be honored? You know, what what's the what is the timelines? Well, normally we should be um, finished with judging and start on the notification process by mid to late April. Uh, So if you haven't heard anything by late April, early May, um, it's likely that your nominee wasn't selected. But you can always check with us to make absolutely sure. And for those who send in multiple nominees, the notifications will feature only the nominees. So those who don't appear were not selected. But um, I just want to remind everybody that it is an annual program, so you can always nominate people next year. Um, Don't feel because somebody didn't get selected one year that, oh, that's it. You know, like, please you know, continue to send in your, your nominations. Um, as, as, as Lynn already said, we will, we will read it with attention and, you know, we will make our decision. And it is, as Lynn can attest, it is a very, very difficult, (laughs) you know, very difficult decisions because, um, as, as, um, I've often said, I mean, everybody who is nominated is outstanding. So it, it's it's really a difficult decision to pick, you know, the uh, the top women for a given year. Absolutely. And you know what? Um, you do want to continue to send in your 
entries every year because you want to be in that Hall of Fame. There's a nice little special <laughs> part of the gala where we celebrate uh, people who are inducted into the Hall of Fame and all of that. And you get a special Hall of Fame award. So continue to send in your entry every year. So Bridget and Lynn, this has been absolutely wonderful. Thank you very much, both of you, uh, for being here on the Twig podcast. It was great to be here. Yep. And good luck, everybody. This would be a good time uh, for you guys to maybe share your email addresses in case anybody has any questions and wants to reach out. Oh, sure. My email address is bgoldschmidt, B-G-O-L-D-S-C-H-M-I-D-T, at EnsembleIQ.com. And I am L P track, so L P E T R A K at Ensemble IQ. And my email address is G Acosta, so it's G like George A C O S T A at EnsembleIQ.com. Uh, so thank you again, both of you. And for more information about the Top Women in Grocery uh, Awards program or podcast, please go to progressivegrocer.com slash podcast. You can find out all the information that you, you need there. And you can also subscribe to this series wherever you typically listen to podcasts on Apple, Google, and Spotify. And I'm always looking for ideas. We're always looking, especially Lynn and I sort of um, tag team on this podcast recording on episodes word. So we're always looking for ideas and guests uh, for the podcast. So if you have an idea for the podcast, please, please, please send us an email. Again, my email is gacosta at ensembleiq.com. Uh, send me an email about your idea and we will more than likely follow up with it. So I'm Gina Acosta, Editor-in-Chief of Progressive Grocer. Uh, Thank you again, Bridget and Lynn. And to all of you out there listening, see you next time. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.